The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day filled with love. In case you're not, we're going to be uh, feeling much better before the end of this show because I'm going to tell you how to get the love you deserve. If not this Valentine's Day, then next Valentine's Day. Yes, this is always a very hard day, except for those who are madly in love with each other and who manage to get each other the right gifts <laughs> and do the right things and make, to make this just a perfect uh, love-filled day, which is really hard for anyone, even the most in-love couple. But certainly for a lot of people um, who are single, who don't have a valentine, this is a hard day to get through. But it's not impossible, and there are things that you can do to uh, to make it better for you and for the people who you do love. It doesn't have to be, you know, your one true love, romantic love, Valentine, that you share your love with today. When you think about it, there are lots of people in your life, um, particularly people who also don't have a Valentine, one particular person, who would love to get a little love from you uh, today. For example, you know, you have family members, you have, um, for those of you who are fortunate enough to have parents around, um, share the love with them today. If you have siblings, if you have children, if you have friends, um, there are lots of people who you have in your life who could use that hug, that Valentine's hug. And instead of sitting home and hiding, I bet you some of you listening to this show right now are sitting at home and uh, pretending that, you know, hoping the phone doesn't ring so that people catch you knowing that you're uh, not doing something, especially tonight. You're not going to answer the phone tonight because, you know, you can't be home for Valentine's Day Eve uh, and show everyone you don't have a Valentine. Actually, that's kind of silly, but I hope that you have made plans for this evening even if you don't have one true romantic love, um, there are lots of things that you could be doing, and it's not too late to gather some friends together, uh, co-workers, and go out for some fun. Because really, it's about celebrating love. It doesn't have to just be romantic love. It can, and boy, this world can certainly use more love in all of its forms. So um, instead of stuffing yourself with chocolate, or cupcakes, or alcohol, <laughs> uh, and watching television, or, you know, uh, doing something to uh, just cr crawling into bed and pulling the covers up over your head, mourning the fact that yet another year has come and gone without a Valentine, do something positive, do something proactive, it's not too late, go out there and pl make some plans to go to a movie, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, super, uh, 
super exciting, but just even just to get together at somebody's home and and um, share some stories about uh, pitfalls <laughs> in your love life, you know, embarrassing moments or 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 for your first love or wonderful love stories. It could be anything, um, you know, and you'll soon you'll find that you're laughing and uh, and and feeling good because you're sharing all these memories. Um, you know, and one thing also that you can be happy about if you're not involved with someone is that today, you know, Valentine's Day, at least be thankful that you are not involved with a heartbreaker. Um, there are many people today who are in relationships and who may be celebrating Valentine's Day with a partner, but who are in relationships where that partner is a bad girl or a bad boy. Um, I'm sure most of you know, if you've been listening to this show for any any number of times, my first book was Bad Boys, Why We Love Them, How to Live With Them, and When to Leave Them. And um, my most recent book is Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them, and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. And I can tell you that both the bad boys and the bad girls, what they have in common is that they're heartbreakers. They have been... Um, turned into bad boys or bad girls because of their relationships that they had when they were growing up, primarily with the parent of the opposite sex, who is the first love, the, you know, the a daddy is the first little girl's love. Her relationship with him um, sets her on a love map, sets her on the road to finding love in the future. And if that isn't a very healthy and happy relationship that makes her feel lovable, she's going to start off on the road to disaster. And similarly, for guys, uh, when they're little boys, if their relationship with their mommy, their first love, is, um, is not a very healthy one, then that sends them off on the road to disaster. And I'll talk more about how all of this happens later on in the show. But, you know, so many people stay in these self-destructive relationships because they think that it's better to have someone. They're afraid to not have um, anyone, to not have, you know, to not have a valentine and would rather be with somebody who they know is going to wind up breaking their heart, they know uh, has all kinds of faults that, that really the primary fault is that they're using them uh, to satisfy their own needs because of, of their own psychological problems. Um, and so it's really, it's really sort of everybody's pretending to be madly, you know, people in these bad girl, bad boy relationships are pretending that everything is great and they're madly in love. But at some point, everything hits the fan and uh, it falls apart. And the uh, person who's dating the bad boy or the bad girl is left heartbroken and left um, scarred for developing future relationships, which is really, which is really the, the, an even worse result. And we'll talk more about that as well. Um, what you need to do is to resolve if this Valentine's Day isn't really turning out to be the way you want, you need to resolve to make changes between now and next Valentine's Day so that um, you can actually have a Valentine, a healthy relationship, and um, not one that you have to pretend is working, and, um, and be 
be on the road to to love. Now, what's interesting and sad at the same time is that there are more people who are single and not with a particular Valentine um, today than ever before. Because why is this happening? Why are so many people, you know, these days finding it so hard to survive in the love jungle? Well, it's two main reasons. The first one is all of the divorces. You may be a child of divorce or you may have been divorced or you may um, have have friends who have gone through, parents who have divorced. Certainly, you know, whether you've experienced divorce as a child, I mean, you know, being the child of divorce or had a divorce or divorces yourself, certainly divorce is all around you. I mean, from um, Heidi Klum and Seal, I keep going back to that, or um, or Demi Moore now um, and Ashton Kutcher, or, I mean, we see it enough in the celebrities around us to remind us that marriage is dangerous. That's the message that's coming across. Marriage is dangerous. People get hurt. If you give your heart wholeheartedly, you're going to get hurt. And what happens is that that makes people really afraid of getting, making a commitment, making a, a permanent commitment, getting married, and expecting it to last forever, giving your whole heart, and then making yourself vulnerable to someone who could hurt you by taking their love away, abandoning you, rejecting you. I mean, that's the fear. And so people are so much more cautious entering into relationships today. Uh, sure, it's one thing to have a one-night stand, hook up, <laughs> um, or, you know, just flirt or um, have these, you know, have uh, one relationship after another as soon as things start not being perfect or you, you know, you get irritated with the person, you dump them or they dump you instead of trying to work things out. I mean, everything, relationships have become so disposable, especially with the Internet because of the ease with which it seems like you can just go to the catalog <laughs> and pick out somebody else. And you just project on them all your fears and dreams, you know, on this, at the same time, this person's gonna be perfect, I'm gonna feel madly in love, I'm gonna run on the beach <laughs> with them holding hands. You project all these good things onto them, and at the same time, you project all your fears. The fears from relationships that haven't worked out, where you think that, well, what's the point, you know, it's, it's just gonna end up uh, miserably, just like the past relationships. And of course, going into relationships like that um, makes it a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's really, so what, what people do is just to stay at arm's length and try to preserve their heart, try not to get uh, too, <laughs> too involved, too uh, emotionally involved, and uh, so that they don't get hurt as much. And, of course, as I was starting to say about the media, you know, not only hearing about divorces, but also hearing about bad boys and bad girls in the media, how that somehow is, is made to seem cool, you know, whether it's a political figure or a sports figure or um, the Kardashians, you know, whether it's men or women, it doesn't matter. These bad boys and bad girls are just made to seem as though they're having this cool life and um, it's great to be them. And that's what you need to do to have people fawning all over you and, and you're really happy. Of course, the truth is 
that obviously from all the breakups, you can see that these people aren't really happy either. But what they're doing is uh, exploiting other people in relationships. And um, I mean, the great, the great example, of course, is uh, the Kardashians. Um, and and, uh, and and but not really being happy. You know, yes, these these people in the media are famous. <laughs> Uh, whether it's you know a politician or or a newsmaker of some sort or an actor or an actress, um, yes they're famous and yes oftentimes they're very rich and so it seems like their life is perfect. But really, uh, you know their their love lives seem to come and go. Their relationships come and go. And uh, yes, there are pictures one week in the tabloids showing them happy and madly in love, and then not long after there are pictures. <laughs> Of uh, them looking angry at each other, unhappy, sitting, you know, their body language shows that they're obviously uh, out of love for today. So all of these images, uh, our own personal experience and these images in the media are what make us frightened of love. We want it. It makes it seem glamorous and wonderful. And at the same time, it makes us feel very frightened of giving our whole heart. When we come back, I will talk about... um, some of these bad boys and bad girls and um, how the things that you have to beware of. I mean, yes, it is true that if you're careful in your love life, if you stay away from the bad girls and the bad boys, (laughs) chances are you're going to be a lot happier and love is going to last a lot longer. So you don't want to walk into these seemingly exciting but ultimately hurtful kinds of relationships. That is one way that you can be protective of yourself and your heart. So um, when we come back, we will talk about, uh, talk about these bad boys and bad girls, talk about some in the news, Whitney Houston, for example, sad story, of course, and she's, she's an example. She's in my bad girls book um, as a, an example of the addict type of bad girl. And I'll explain um, what makes a bad girl, why I, ha- why I describe her as an addict type of bad girl. And yes, of course, it's very sad that she, that she has died, and it is due to, primarily, a bad boy, Bobby Brown. <laughs> so we will talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch on this Valentine's Day. And um, please also feel free to call in if you have any... I uh, want some advice for the lovelorn or advice of what to do today on Valentine's Day. Do do call in. Um, the number to call is 866-472-5788. 866-472-5788. I'll tell you if your girlfriend or boyfriend is a bad boy or girl um, and give you any other kind of advice that you would like. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, helping you find the love you deserve this Valentine's Day. Before the break, I was talking about Whitney Houston, and um, I know some of you are thinking, oh, how could she call her a bad girl? This poor woman just died. <laughs> but actually, Whitney is in my book. She's in the my bad girl's book. She's in the attic chapter, the attic type of bad girl. And I wrote, Whitney admits to having been addicted to cocaine and marijuana, and to her bad boy, Bobby Brown. So love, love with a, with a bad boy or a bad girl can literally be lethal. Not only break your heart, but be lethal. Because apparently um, she fairly recently uh, met up with Bobby Brown again. Of course, they share a daughter, so they're still, you know, in contact um, and she, she, he, he told her that he was with another woman now and that he had no intention of coming back to her and to Whitney. And I think that that broke her heart. It made her realize, I mean, yes, they've been on and off and on and off for years, but in her heart, I think she always hoped that they would get back together, even though he was bad for her. Um, and so when she found out that he that he really meant it this time, that he had moved on and that there didn't seem to be a chance for him to be coming back, uh, I think that, that, that she died essentially of a break, broken heart. You know, they, they're doing all this toxicology testing and, and everything, and that's going to be interesting. But, in fact, we all know that she died of a broken heart, that there really wasn't a reason for her to want to go on. And that's so sad. And the reason why I call her... Well, before I tell you why I call her an addict type of bad girl, besides the obvious that she was an addict, um, let me back up and tell you what a bad girl is, according to um, 
my definition of it. Because I, I don't, people hear bad girl and sometimes they think, you know, a trashy girl, a girl who dresses like a slut, or a mean girl. And yes, sometimes bad girls do all that. But what I mean is, uh, it's more psychological. What I mean is a woman who has been, who has had a dysfunctional relationship with her father when she was a little girl growing up. And this relationship made her feel unlovable. So, for example, it could be a father who at one extreme um, was abusive to her, sexually abusive or physically abusive, emotionally abusive, or it doesn't have to be that much of an extreme. It could be just a father who um, perhaps had his own problems. Let's say he was an, an addict, he was an alcoholic, and uh, so he wasn't really emotionally available for her, or he was a workaholic and he wasn't even physically present. Um, or, you know, of course, getting back to what I was talking about earlier, uh, divorce. You know, that's the most typical problem these days, that little girls are growing up in households where they, her parents are divorced, and oftentimes either the father has found another woman, and that's why he divorced her mother, or the parents split for other reasons, and the father eventually finds another woman and is spending time with her and sometimes marries another woman and has children with another woman, and all of that makes the little girl from the original family feel unloved, unlovable. If I was so lovable, why wouldn't Daddy stay with me, stay in, in our family? Why did he go off to, to some other family, and why did he have children with some other woman? He must love those children more, and so on, which is why you know, we have all these teenage girls uh, putting Facebook pictures and all kinds of pictures up on the Internet half-naked because they're trying to get attention from guys, because they're not getting enough attention from their father, who's now divorced and with some other woman. Uh, same thing for why so teen girls are, are, get, are being promiscuous sexually, because they want a guy to pay attention to them, even if it means having sex when they don't really feel ready or don't really want to. Um, so th- it's, there are a lot of problems caused by by divorce and by fathers not... You know, it's one thing to get a divorce. There are sometimes good reasons to get a divorce, but but what's so important is that both parents ha- have to make sure that they put their children first and spend time with their children and still show the children that they are the most important priority. You know, it's one thing if there are good reasons to get divorced, and, and most of the time they're not good enough reasons. But in any case... Um, that's, you know, if, if people get divorced, they get divorced, but the children need to feel as though both parents are still in their lives. So anyhow, um, so when the little girl grows up feeling that she's not lovable because she didn't get enough love and attention from her father for whatever reason, um, she then grows up and, and is attracted to bad boys. And in my book, Bad Boys, I talk about 12 different types of bad boys and Depending upon the kind of relationship that the little girl has had with her father, that makes her uh, tend to be attracted to a certain type of bad boy. And all the bad boys, though, are heartbreakers, and they ultimately break the little girl's heart, or by now the grown-up girl's heart. And uh, at some point, this woman decides, consciously or unconsciously, that she has been hurt enough that she must not be lovable, that she can't expect 
to be loved in life and that she should find something else to get from men. She's going to use men for something else and she's going to pretend to herself that it's as good as love. So, for example, uh, so, so this brings out uh, what I defined as the 12 types of bad girls or the dozen dangerous damsels, and they are the gold digger, the addict, the sex siren, the sexual withholder, the married woman on the prowl, the commitment phobe, the husband hunter and trapper, the husband stealer, the ultimate damsel in distress, the cougar, the ball buster, and the bad girl scorned. And so the addict, for example, like Whitney Houston, um, used men for, or use men for, uh, to be enablers. In other words, men who will sometimes provide uh, the woman with her substances of choice, but they, they don't necessarily have to do that directly, but they are enablers, meaning that they, although they may protest that the woman is uh, abusing alcohol or abusing drugs, they really turn the other way uh, and let the woman go ahead and do it because deep down the men are afraid that if the woman isn't um, being able to be kept off kilter by abusing substances, that she will then come to her senses and realize that she doesn't want to be with him because these are men who feel inadequate in some way or another. And so um, so it's, it's, a, it's an unspoken kind of pact. I mean, this isn't just having to do with bad girls and bad boys in life in general. <laughs> Enablers, um, that is what the, that's what the psychodynamics are of any enablers. I mean, it could be women enabling men, for, for that matter. Um, and it's because the, the person who's the enabler is really insecure enough to feel that if the, their partner uh, stopped abusing drugs or alcohol and, you know, were whole, were able to function in life better, they would, they would wake up and they'd look at them and think, whoa, <laughs> what am I doing with them? So, so there's this, even though these are the same people, enablers are the same people who are screaming, oh, I want you to stop drinking, stop drinking, stop, don't use drugs. But, you know, somehow they don't hide, they, they, they still buy the wine or they don't throw out the alcohol, the beer bottles that they find hidden around the house. Um, it could be a guy, too. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, it doesn't have to be either, either one. Um, it's really all about being insecure, and in fact, that's the hold that bad girls in general have over guys. Uh, the, the, the sitting ducks, as I call them, the men who are vulnerable to bad girls, even though they may seem great on paper, they may be handsome, they may be rich, they may be successful, they may have all kinds of wonderful attributes, but deep down these men are feeling insecurity at some level, and the bad girls have radar for that, and they're able to sense which men will be uh, mush in their hands, which men they can manipulate, because if they make these men feel like the biggest studs on the planet, they, the men will, will just be mush in their hands, will fall for them, will let them exploit them in these 12 different ways that I just uh, talked about here, just listed. And you'll notice that there's no cheater in this list because all of these 12 types of bad girls are capable of being cheaters because if they're not getting what they want from their guy, 
they feel entitled to find someone else who will give it to them and uh, and feel entitled to cheat. So I didn't make a separate category for them because it could be anybody. <laughs> so so if you're a man listening to this and, and you're single and you're lonely, well, be happy that at least you're not with a bad girl. You know, a lot of guys will say, oh, I'm looking for a bad girl. I want a bad girl. What they mean is they want someone who uh, will make it easy for them to have sex with them. But it's, <laughs> sex comes with a price. <laughs> There's a price tag. But before they know it, um, before you guys know it, the woman has you trapped. And uh, this is something to look out for because... Um, I mean, the bottom line to all of this is we, every, men and women need to get healthier and need to feel better about themselves, and, then, and you won't end up in these bad girl, bad boy kinds of relationships. And I know, yes, of course, it's easier said than done. But I'll give you some more help to find love, the love that you deserve in this dating jungle when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman with advice for the lovelorn on Valentine's Day. We're all kind of lovelorn, <laughs> or at least too many of us are. It's because it's so much harder to find love in the love jungle these days, and uh, it's gotten so complicated <laughs> because of all of the psychological damage that our parents have done to us and the media has done to us, um, telling us what we should want, what's what's perfect love, what what's uh, okay to do to your partner, and so on. So I've been talking about bad girls, you know, from my book, Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them. 
and how good girls can learn their secrets. And I'll um, I'll read you a little bit from my Bad Boys book. My, this book came out in '97. It was a bestseller, and um, I'm going to be bringing it out again. I'm going to ch- I'm working on a deal to combine my Bad Girls and Bad Boy books in uh, in the same package. You know, a, a couple. And uh, uh, so this is what I wrote in the Bad Boy book. All of course, all the psychology that I that I described. In the Bad Boy book, even though it came out in '97, it's still accurate. The mind doesn't change um, in the sense of of what things were attracted to and why. But uh, but I want to add some up. I want to update it with um, the new Bad Boys. There have been a lot of Bad Boys since 1997. A lot more. So okay, this comes from the introduction. What is a bad boy? He's a rebel without a cause a cool dude in a motorcycle jacket, a real-life Huckleberry Finn who wants to take you on a wild river ride to adventure. He's wounded, moody, misunderstood, a dreamer, a seducer, a daredevil. He is a man of mystery and a fascinating paradox. He's both a lost little boy and a man with a dark side. He breaks your heart with his wicked ways, but whether he's a wanton wolf or a dangerous desperado, He makes you long to rescue him from his pain. He's hurtful, cruel, or simply careless and self-absorbed, but you can't resist jumping on his motorcycle and roaring off into the steamy night with him. And once you've given him your heart forever, he's gone with the wind. Uh, Yes, I get carried away with this, but it's so true. Um, Okay, let me tell you about some of the, the 12 different types of bad boys. Now, um, now I actually, uh, I in the Bad Boy book, um, I used fairy tales as the um, examples of of the different the twelve different types of bad boys. So I've I've given them names that relate to the fairy tales as well as um, as well as um, other names. Where, um, because there's a test at the beginning to see who's that bad boy in your bed. So I'll tell you what they are. They're a fixer-upper lover, which I call the frazzled frog from uh, from that fairy tale. A compulsive flirt, who's a wanton wolf. Um, a grandiose dreamer or would-be wizard. A misunderstood and married or a philandering prince. Mr. Power Mad is an autocratic aristocrat. A commitment phobe is a marriage-shy monarch. A wounded poet is a brooding beast. A a self-absorbed seducer is a pert puppet. A man of mystery is a bewildering bluebeard. A dramatic daredevil is an adventurous Aladdin. A prince of darkness is a voracious vampire. And a lethal lover is a ruthless robber. And those of you who have a good um, command of fairy tales will recognize some of those names. But let me give you some examples of... Um, how this works as far as what I was saying earlier, how a woman's relationship with her father will send her towards um, one of these types. Uh, well, now, see, the interesting thing is that now that little girls grow up oftentimes with more than one father figure in their life, it gets a little more complicated. Their biological father may be sending them uh, towards one type of bad boy, and then if they have a stepfather or their mother's many boyfriends, 
um, they may be also influenced to go towards other bad boys. Um, choice. So, for example, a wounded poet or brooding beast, um, that comes from Beauty and the Beast. And um, so there, this, I like using this example because it's an example where I'm not just talking about fathers who are, you know, who are abusive or horrendous or, or uh, really you know, uh, like like sexually abusive or physically abusive or, or absolutely terrible. But like you'll remember in uh, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty's father was a good guy. You know, the only problem was that he was depressed because at the beginning of the story, uh, we see that his ship doesn't come in, so he lost all his money, and he had lost his wife, Beauty's mother. And so she feels really sorry for her father and as a little girl, there's nothing really much that she can do to take away his pain. So she feels helpless. She wants to to take care of him. She wants to rescue him from his pain. But, you know, again, as a little girl, there isn't really very much that she can do. And so then the beast comes along. And, of course, she doesn't want to be with the beast until... Um, the beast lay dying in his cave after she leaves him to go back to her father. Um, the beast is, you know, longs for her and he lays dying in his cave. And at that point, she goes running back to him. And um, when he needs her to rescue him, that's when she falls in love with him. And that's when she kisses him and he turns into a prince. And as we all know, and um, but you see, it is all it was all mapped out, if you will, by her first relationship with her with a man, the, her relationship with her father, and so um, so these women then grow up. I mean, in real life, not in the fairy tale. Now, um, women who have fathers who needed rescuing. Not necessarily, well, I mean, their ship, it's possible that their ship didn't come in in today's times. I mean, you know, that they lost their job, for example, or they lost their money in the stock market. Um, and maybe they lost their wife, or maybe they don't feel that, you know, uh, the little girl's mother or the woman's mother um, isn't really as loving and caring about her father as uh, she should be. Um, it, lots of things can make a, a, a little girl or a big girl uh, feel sorry for her father. And so she goes and is attracted to men. I mean, when she grows up, she's attracted to men who need rescuing. The, and that's, of course, where the wounded poet comes in, who is a man who um, feels as though the world doesn't rescue, doesn't rescue, doesn't, re- doesn't recognize him for his talents, and um, he, he feels he's depressed, and he's, um, he's just wishing that somebody, you know, he's usually in the artistic field, he's a creative type, he's just wishing that someone would come along and see him for how wonderful he is, how talented he is, and uh, rescue him from his pain. And these are the kinds of, of guys um, that a, a little girl who's, ha- who's wanted to rescue her, fa- her father and wasn't able to will go for because she's still longing to rescue that beast, to rescue a man, to find a man who needs rescuing because when she grows up, she's now able to rescue a man whereas she wasn't when she was a little girl. She couldn't rescue her father when she was a little girl, so she finds a man when she grows up who now she is able to rescue. 
So that's an example of one of the types of bad boys that women are are, um, are attracted to. You know, when this book first came out and I was doing a lot of um, seminars and so on, uh, or even media interviews, and, and I, would, I would always ask the woman um, what, either to tell me about her father, and you know, so many times the women will say, oh no, I had a wonderful father, but as you can see from the Beauty and the Beast story, it's not just about a, a father who beats you, you know, it's a father who has, who isn't able to show you that you are lovable, because he has, he's absorbed with his own life and his own problems, um, you know, he has other things going on. And so, so, um, so these are the kinds of women who are then attracted unconsciously. It's not like someone goes out and says, um, you know, oh, I wanted, <laughs> I want a uh, wounded poet. But anyway, when I was doing these, you know, I'd be in situations where I'd ask the woman about her father, or I would ask her about the man that she's dating, who she, you know, is having problems with. And if she could tell me about the man that she was dating, or tell either one, or tell me about her father, I could tell her what the problem was, you know, what the problem with her father was or what the problem with this man is, because it never failed to, um, that, you know, that there would be these psychodynamics, these psychological pathways that would bring a little girl from whatever kind of relationship she had with her father towards a bad boy who was one of these 12 different types. And, of course, now we have bad girls, which is what happens after the woman has been dumped by her bad boy and uh and and hardens her heart takes her heart off her sleeve and hardens it and becomes a bad girl because um she's trying to find a substitute for love i mean an, an example of that an obvious example of that is the gold digger because um you know she didn't get enough love growing up and so she looks for a man who is going to give her things who's going to pamper her and she pretends to herself that this pampering, this money, these gifts are as good as as love. But deep down, she knows that it's not. You know, it's a kind of um, all these relationships are 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 bargains. You know, are are nobody's really talking about what's really going on. But it's like I'll I'll pamper you. I'll um, give you all <laughs> I'll give you all my gold. <laughs> Um, if you if you pretend to love me, because you know these women who are gold diggers, the bad girls, are really out for the man's gold. I mean, she's really out to be loved by her father. But since it's too late for that, um, she goes for a man's gold. And so these relationships, needless to say, are not healthy. And um, and what's what's one solution? Well, one solution is if you find yourself either going for bad boys or bad girls. You should get into therapy. In fact, um, in my Bad Girls book, Bad Boys is uh, was primarily for women or for gay men, people who are with bad boys. Um, but my Bad Girls book is for men and for women. It's for men to help them not get trapped by bad girls. And it's for women, the rest of that title, you know, it's Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them, and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets. So for women... It's uh, all about the secrets that they can learn from these bad girls, not to become bad. I'm not trying to suggest that any woman become any of these 12 types, but to use the bad girl secrets that work, ladies, 
And stay tuned because I'm about to tell you more about this. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, helping you get the love you deserve this Valentine's Day, and if not this day, then by next year. Uh, before the break, I started talking about bad girl secrets. For my book, Bad Girls, I interviewed over 100 men who have been in relationships with bad girls. Some of them um, were, you know, lusting after bad girls, uh, were short relationships. Some of them were long relationships. Some of them were marriages. And um, it was really... Really, quite a um, quite a wealth of information. And what these one of the things that I ask these guys, I mean, I ask them for their whole stories, and the best stories are in the book uh, under each of the twelve different types of bad girls, because I divided the men according to what type of bad girl they were with, and so I shared the best stories of each of these types. Um, and what I part of what I asked them about the interviews were like three and four hours long because the men really wanted to keep talking about this because they didn't have any place to share how what the what these bad girls did to them, um, and so I would ask them what it was that attracted them to the bad girl, kept them with the bad girl, even though these bad girls were doing bad things to them. And um, there were certain things, you know, that were consistent. Um, there were certain things that attracted the men. There were certain things that uh, kept them there. And, and, uh, and you know, even though they knew um, that they, this was a bad relationship, they were, they were helpless. They were what I call sitting ducks. And in the first chapter of my book, I have a sitting duck test for the men to see how vulnerable they are to bad girls. And I have a bad girl test for the women to see how much of a bad girl uh, they are, or you are, the reader is. <laughs> and so, so from these stories, um, I got these six secret spells of seduction. 
what women need to do to what the secrets are that bad girls use to catch and keep these men. Now, the first problem that women, good good girls, have to overcome in even thinking about uh, using some of these secrets is fear. Because for all of you women who have been hurt, and who hasn't in a relationship, um, probably with a bad boy, <laughs> or, or more, or more than one bad boy, um, you know, the fear is of getting into another relationship and being hurt again. So how many people do you know, how many women do you know who say, oh, I want a boyfriend, I want a relationship, I want to get married, and yet they continue to do the same things that um, keep men away time after time after time. They hide by um, looking, wearing baggy clothes, wearing no makeup, staying at home, um, not improving themselves, their education, their job, their activities, um, just just hiding, basically, because part of them, as much as they would like to have a valentine, <laughs> part of them is afraid that having a valentine means risking getting hurt again. So, so um, you know, you have to get out of that mindset. Yes, yes, it is. Love is a risk. The more you risk your heart, I mean, the more you put your heart into a relationship, the more you risk losing it. But on the other hand, as as it's been said, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. And um, I mean, the, so the first the first thing that that a woman has to do is to is to get herself, uh, steal herself, to be able to um, take that risk to go out into into the dating jungle again. And so some of the things that, um, you know, it, the stories that I have in the book really describe uh, in great detail what the bad girls, you know, it's the story of these relationships that these men had with bad girls, each of the 12 different types, and it describes... You know, you see exactly how these bad girls wove their web and got the men, the sitting ducks, caught into it. I guess I'm mixing metaphors here. Sitting ducks caught in webs. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, you get the picture. Um, and so one of the, the first, the first um, secret spell of these six secret spells is looks, of course. We all know that... Um, that um, uh, that that's you know that men are visual and that looks are important and that's one of the things that makes a lot of women really scared because they measure themselves against Barbie or against the latest you know uh, this cover of Sports Illustrated or um, supermodels and think well no one's going to love me because I don't look like that well you know not all the it's not only supermodels who are walking down the aisle. Um, there are lots of things that um, that men look like. Let me read you. Um, this is secret spell number one of the six secret spells, and I'm just reading you a portion of it. And quite frankly, you don't really get it until you read the stories because that demonstrates in detail how women use each of the six secret spells. Um, boy, we're going to be we're coming to the end of the show, but all right. Um, Marilyn Monroe said, first of all. No one ever told me I was pretty when I was a little girl. All little girls should be told they're pretty, even if they aren't. Uh, 99% of the men began by saying that they fell for their bad girl because she was, quote, gorgeous, 
or, quote, hot, or, quote, attractive, or, quote, sexy-looking, or, quote, beautiful. When asked for the details of these gorgeous broads, it turns out that they came in all different models, blondes, brunettes, redheads, petite, medium, tall, and so on. The features men mentioned most as having enchanted them were her pretty eyes, bouncy, shiny hair, and a great smile. So now, you know, like any woman can make her eyes prettier by using, learning how to use makeup um, to accentuate them. Bouncy, shiny hair, well, you wash your hair, (laughs) you use the right products, you put a little effort into it, and it bounces. And a great smile, Um, you know, you use the products that are on the market for uh, whitening your smile, you fix your teeth, and there you go. Okay, in addition to what number she was on that intimidating scale of 1 to 10, men were unconsciously drawn to their bad girls because of the memories the girls triggered. Some men were attracted to bad girls who looked like their mother or the exact opposite of their mother. Other men were attracted to bad girls who looked like a celebrity they lusted after, not necessarily a Marilyn Monroe type, sometimes a Helen Hunt type. And still other men were unconsciously drawn to women who looked like old girlfriends, even those from as far back as elementary school, for whom they had unrequited love. Now, there are some things you can't change about your looks, but there are many things you can change, blah, 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 and I go on. (laughs) I'm not going to read the whole thing. You have to buy the book. Actually, actually, um, talking about buying the book, if you would like an autographed copy of the book, you can go to my website which I'll give you in a minute. Well, it's badgirlsbook.com. Um, if you want just a regular copy, you can get it everywhere, um, Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, bookstores, and so on. But um, I, meanwhile, for all of you who would like a free uh, bad girls test for women or a free sitting duck test for men, please go to my website. Again, that's badgirlsbook.com. Bad girls is plural, Bad girls book.com and opt in and I will be happy to send you free tests, bad uh, girls test for women and a sitting duck test for men. That will start you on your path to finding the love you deserve and not a bad boy or a bad girl, but someone who will treat you like the prince or princess that you are and that you deserve. And in the meantime, for today, <laughs> for besides besides getting a head start for next Valentine's Day. Um, go out there. I'm just going to remind you of what I said at the beginning. Go out there. Be thrilled that you have people in your life to share love with. Parents, siblings, uh, children, friends, colleagues. Go out there. Have, have, have a bunch of cupcakes after work. Um, have... <laughs> Come have wine and cheese at home. Share your love story. Share your foibles. Share the guy or the girl who broke your heart. Share the, the the love of your life. Tell people you know about the positive and the negative love stories that you have. Um, share the love this Valentine's Day, and um, don't you know? Don't feel sorry for yourself and and uh, go home and and eat chocolate or eat substances. <laughs> Don't be one of those addict bad girls or bad boys, and um, instead just just start doing something positive. There's a lot. The world needs love. Share the love with whoever is in your life, especially those people who you know don't have valentines and could use a hug or could use a cupcake or could use 
some words, even just wishing them happy Valentine's Day. That goes a long way. So let me wish all of you a happy Valentine's Day. I hope, I hope that you're having one and that you'll go out there and do something special to add to it and share more love. Well, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 